Hey, listen to Commander Cookout Podcast. I'm Brando. I'm here with Ryan. We're doing episode 16 on the worst archetype in all of EDH, the mill deck, in our extra super special bonus episode. Before we get into that, hit that theme song. Hey, Ryan, how you doing? We're back. Oh, yeah. Back. All good. What is going down? Not a whole lot. Uh, the quality of the deck we're talking about is going down, Ooh, down this week. Down. Oh, down. no, Mill. It's so bad. But we have to talk about it. It's on our sheet. That's it. Yeah. Of, you, you, And it's your fault because you said last week, we're going to make a Mill deck. And I thought, oh. Yeah, why? I wasn't sure if you actually why? wanted to do it. So I figured don't. if I said it on the show, you couldn't back out. That's um, why I did it. Well, to be honest, I technically didn't make a Mill deck. No, you didn't. Just like you technically didn't make a mill deck. No, I didn't. But I either, but yeah. Before we get into it, we got a whole bunch of housekeeping stuff. So why lots don't you run lots. through some of the places that you can see and or find us? Okay, you want to find Commander Cookout Podcast on the internet beyond where you're listening to it right now? You can check us out on Twitter. That's CCO Podcast. You can send us a tweet. Follow us there. We're also on tappedout.net. You can check out all of our uh, deck lists that we're going to talk about, including the two from this show. We're CCO Podcast on there as well. Commander Cookout on iTunes, Google Play, Podomatic, or anywhere else you want to search. If you just want to Google us to see where you can listen to us, Commander Cookout. Find yeah, us. I think We're that's sweet everywhere. Mm, oh, also, sweet? Gmail. CommanderCookout at gmail.com. And Commander Society. Yeah, and you can check us out on Commander Society. They're our hosts, and they love us, and yep, we love them, too. The hosts with the most, including mm. Snow Covered Lands Podcast. Yeah, they are also okay. Did, did we talk about how they have actually done Mercadian masks? What? <laughs> I don't think that we ever did. Look at so, my face. You people can't see right <laughs> yeah, now. No, like, I'm uh, so excited. I'm going to go home and listen to this. I, I made some offhand comment, of course, to Nick on Twitter, or he was listening to one of our shows, and he he tweeted me and was like, I actually did. We did do masks. It was episode two. What? <laughs> He's like, oh, I didn't go that far back. I went to episode three only. Oh, I've been missing out this whole time. Oh, I'm going to listen to that. They can do it again. It was, it was a big set. Back in the day, the big set used to have 350 cards. Huge. Huge. And then the second and third set had like 201 each or something. Like they, and then they had a core set. Yeah. Like there were so many cards. It's no wonder why all the cards in masks sucked, hey? They didn't Uh, suck. They're actually awesome. No, lots of them sucked. Yeah. But if you'd listen to the snow covered lands guys, they're going to tell you the ones that don't suck. Yeah. And that's why they don't suck. Oh, that felt weird <laughs> yeah, just to did. say it on the show. That was so weird. Oh, we've decided to call the truce with those guys, I guess. Not because we're scared either. Yeah, no. It's definitely not because we're scared. We would definitely beat them in a fight. Yeah. Or it's because we're magic. both Canadian. Yeah. We're, and, we're all stand-up guys. And it's Canada Day long weekend. Yes, it is. As we're recording, it is the day after Canada Day. And it was a great time. The fireworks were amazing. and Two days yeah. before American Canada Day. Yeah, that's that's right. Independence yeah. Day. Yeah, happy American Canada Day. Yeah. To all of our American friends. And if you're not listening in America or Canada, uh... F you. Yeah, F you. That's it. <laughs> Thanks for listening also. Okay, a uh, couple other things. A little while ago on Twitter, I think, I think, I reached out and said we want to become the... We want to crack the top 10 for Games and Hobbies podcast on Podomatic where we're natively hosted. And as of last week, cracked it. Number nine. Boom. We were... We cracked it and moved up a slot. Then we were like 11th. Then we were uh, 12th or something. And then boom, nine. Boom. Or as I should say, boof. Thanks, guys. That's that's impressive. That's good for us. And yeah, you guys, the, the comments, the likes, the listens, the follows, those are all important. 
they are important and they so matter. Now we can say we are number nine. Yeah, it's way better than being number two. Yeah. Ugh, gross. It's like last week's Voltron episode, uh, 11 power and 19 power. Same thing. Yep. Number two and number nine, I think. Same thing. Why? Because we're not number one. Exactly. That is the next. Yeah, make us number one, guys. Make Keep us coming. number one. Yep. Number one! Yeah. Speaking of number one, we have a winner in our Arc of the Archetype like, follow, share contest. Yeah, we got to think of a better name for that. Yeah. I well, just thought of that when you said that because I was like, what do we call it? And then you threw all those words out there and I was like, oh, that sounded terrible. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what we got. So okay. who is it? Let's read his name because he's kind of got three of them, two of them. That's Nick weird. Morin. Nick recently followed us on Potomatic. Yeah, it takes some work. Yep. So thanks for doing that. So Nick, air quotes, Billy Morin. I don't, I don't know that. what name you go by. Yeah, Nick doesn't even rhyme with Bill. They don't even start with the same letter. Nope. So send us the story on that. Commandercookout at gmail.com. Yep. Send us why Billy in air quotes. Yep. And also send us your address because you're going to get some sweet packs yeah. for openflippy.drinky or openflippy.edcookie yep. if you don't drink and you're not diabetic. Um, what do what you do if, if you don't drink and you're diabetic? What do you do then? Uh, you can still do it and enjoy it, I guess. You just don't have a cool name for it. You got to do... Um, you got to do like a milk chugging challenge. Oh. You just chug milk until you throw up. <laughs> oh. Don't do it. I did that at a wrestling show once. I won. Disgusting. It Nick, was bad. just drink beer. Um, what does he get? He gets a pack of Chronicles. So terrible. Yeah, We're going to talk of, about that in a sec. Two packs of the new set because it's so awesome when oh, they yeah. come out. So we'll get those sent off to you right away. And I got three repack packs <laughs> that feature cards from all across Magic. That includes Unglued. On everything. Now, just wait. Before you think repack packs, what did he do? Just go on eBay and like buy $2 repacks and think he's going to get black lotuses and moxes and stuff? Hell no. No. Somebody else did that and you bought these where? At the dollar store. At the dollar store. (laughs) What? And before you're like, oh, what kind of prize is that? You get a rare, you get four uncommons, no land, no crappy token, and a bunch of super fun cards. They're literally built to do open flippy dot drinky. And I tested the packs out on myself just to make sure I wasn't Not ripping Nick's you packs, off. Your own packs. Not my, yeah, I bought some for myself and I actually got a couple of the rares that I'm like, I don't hate this. Yep. I would never buy this. I'm going to try and play this. 15 cards, 15 different sets. Yep. Most excellent. Yeah, tremendous. Yeah. It's very cool. So congratulations, Nick. Uh, we'll get those off to you as soon as we get your address and your coordinates and stuff. Yep. Yep. So what the uh, hell is this show about? What are we talking well, about Well, hold today? on. I got one more thing. There's more things. I was talking to Hayes at Commander Society, the man behind the curtain. Like the Wizard of Oz? Uh, yeah, but like less... Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, they do giveaways like we do on commander society do they most of them facebook related you go on you comment you like you share you follow the page great page lots of content there he does spoilers he, they, they do articles they link directly to the site and he posts our show on facebook for us through his site thank you um another w- way or place you can listen to us yeah. and he does giveaways Ooh. and usually they're not like repacks they're like wastelands and dual lands and oh, i have seen those like legit cards. I don't enter because we're not allowed to because we're on the site. Uh, I've entered. Have you? I've never won. Maybe he drew my name out of the hat and was like, oh, that's Ryan. He didn't win. (laughs) That that would look bad. Yeah. So probably I've never won because of that. Yeah. Yeah. Inside baseball. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, uh, are you brewing anything before we move on? Yes. I'm doing 
Azorius Agro. Is it? Featuring Milfolk. Milfolk? Merfolk. Azorius Agro. Yep. So, featuring Merfolk. So I white, had to think about what all that meant for a minute. But so yes. white blue aggro deck, but Merfolk, which S- obviously is the way to go. But Sounds terrible, but sounds like it could be yeah. very spicy. Can you guess what card I'm going to abuse in it? I bet you you can't. It's blue, and it's my favorite blue card. Mm, Intruder Alarm. Yup. Intruder you, Alarm you was right. supposed to be the card of the week on the Animar episode because it leads to such combo shenanigans, yep. and it's one of the ones that I am running in my deck today. Uh, I don't run it in my deck today. but No, I, I don't feel think like, there's any reason for you to. Yeah, I feel like Intruder Alarm might be one of those cards that's just card of the week every yeah, if we're playing we blue and we have Intruder Alarm in our list, it's card of the week, so we're going to name a different card of the week. Yeah. <laughs> it's one of my favorite <laughs> yeah, cards. J- just know that. Mine too. Yeah. I have a sweet painted one, by the way. Uh, excellent. Yeah. What are we talking about today? Today we are talking about the horrible, horrible, but oh-so-wonderful world of the mill deck. Yeah. Oh, it's so bad. And t- truth be told, I actually really enjoy mill. I've liked it for a long, long time, but I recognize the shortcomings and how terrible it is to try and race somebody who's trying to do 21 to you by doing 90 to them. Yeah, that's right. So what we mean is uh, you've got a few different resources in terms of life. You could have 40 life like regular. Right. You're fighting a Voltron deck we talked about last week. You're fighting 21 damage. Correct. You're fighting a poison deck or an infect deck. You're fighting for 10 life. Even worse than general. And... If you're fighting a mill deck, you're fighting for like 90 because, well, I guess... It's 93. 92. 92 because the general. 91 if you're playing partners. (laughs) (laughs) Let's say 90 cards. Yeah. Um, It takes longer to deal 90 than it does to deal 10. And you're also significantly limited in your color pool because most of your mill cards are blue. Yeah. Or blue and black. So we call this the bonus episode... For the Arc of the Archetype, because we've talked about the four main archetypes that we do, and now we want to put a little bit of a spicy twist on you picked Voltron. Yes, I did. And I picked Combo. Yep. So, Brando built a Voltron mill deck. Oh, yeah. And he is helming the deck with a little ditty called Zadik. Zadik? 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 Lord of Secrets. So he is a 5-5 legendary creature vampire for black, black, blue, blue, three flying. If Zadok, Lord of Secrets, would deal combat damage to a player, instead put that many plus one, plus one counters on Zadok, and that player puts that many cards from the top of his or her library into his or her graveyard. There you go. It's pretty good. So when he damages you, you mill. Correct. And then he puts that much more counters on himself. Yeah, so he doubles his own power every time he hits you and doesn't actually hit you for anything. So he yeah. actually can't kill you with general damage. Correct. But he's doing double damage every single time he hits you. Yeah, he gets exponentially bigger, and eventually he turns into a one-pump chump. Takes a while, but yeah. I guess four. How do you speed up the one-pump chumpedness? Uh, you kind of don't. I have some swords, and I have some protection for him. But the one pump chumpedness really doesn't get sped up. You just use the cards in the deck. Yeah. 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 I think that that's fine. Um, I guess getting into the deck, I'm scrolling down the list here looking at land cards. 34 only. Is that by accident or on purpose? That's... Because he costs, what do we say, seven? Seven. That's terrible. There's a lot of ramp and dorky stuff in there to kind of make up for that. Okay. Um, I also kind of... 
don't always bank on playing Sadik. You don't need to play him to win, but it really, really helps. We'll talk about that when we get to the creature section of the deck. Yeah, which but is I'm also looking small. when I'm looking at uh the lands, I'm seeing a couple utility lands. Yep. I'm seeing a command beacon. Have we talked about command beacon on the show before? I think we have. I don't think we have. I think I we, mentioned it one time and you said it would be it would be really good in maybe Hirobi. Yes. Because command beacon taps were colorless. Fine, it's a two color deck. And also tap sack command beacon, put your commander into your hand from the command zone. Ooh. So it gets around your commander tax. Yep. Which when at least playing, once. When you're playing somebody that costs seven, you gotta find ways to do that. You wanna do that the first time you cast them. Yeah. <laughs> you're not even <laughs> casting them for seven, you're just sacking a land. Yeah. Don't do that. No. Why did I say that? <laughs> but uh, I'm seeing the other utility lands that we talk about lots. I'm seeing Rogue's Passage. That is going to get them through unblocked for four yeah. mana. I'm seeing a Opal Palace. That's yeah. going to give you a mana and give him an extra plus one plus one if you're casting him with the Opal Palace mana. Yep. I like that Speeds card. Speeds him up a little bit. I see an on-theme Nephalia Drown Yard. Get that mill in. Three-tap target player puts the top three cards of his or her library into his or her graveyard. It's a good way to sink away some, in- some extra mana when you have it. Yeah, and I guess slow, but if you do have the extra mana or you don't want to drop a Zadok, you can just kind of mill away at somebody. Mill is very incremental in my deck. Unless you're Zadoking. Yeah, unless you have Zadok out there and you got you got him all loaded up, then he's a house. So I think this... Deck, if we're moving on, has two kind of meat and potatoes sections. One meat and one potatoes, maybe? Yes. I'm looking at 19 artifacts. And when I look at them, if I just took like a cross section of the artifacts in the deck, it would look like a Voltron deck. Absolutely. And I say that because I'm looking at how many equipment? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight equipment. And they're all like unblockable or protection or shroud or hexproof, right? Um, or double strike. Or double strike, which would That's be a good super one. sick with Zadok, yeah. yeah. Um, hit for 15 the first time. The first time oh, you're you do, double yeah, strike. Because he hits for, for five it's, and you mill five. Yeah, then you and put then, five counters on him and he hits you again. Mill him for 10 more. Put yeah. 10 more counters on him and then the next time he oh, hits you, yeah. it's... Tw- can you, 60. Can you imagine if you had Grappling Hook and Fire Shrieker? Those are the two double strike ones. And I actually always forget about Grappling Hook and find myself buying Fire Shriekers. So Fire Shrieker as uh, an equipment for three. Equip creature gets double strike, equips for two. Grappling Hook is a four drop equipment, equip for four. Equip creature gets double strike. Whenever equip creature attacks, you may have target creature block it. Which so it also turns Zadok into a pretty significant removal card. A lure effect, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think that, that's I think that's valuable. You can use him as removal. Yeah, once you hit somebody with him once, you can usually overpower any other creature yeah. that you're going to run into. Somebody drops down like a Kozilek Butcher of Truth or whatever, and you're like, yeah, that has to die. Attack you, grappling hook, Kozilek, it dies. Yeah. And then you don't get annihilated next turn. Exactly. I don't mind that. It's pretty good. Or Spicy. even some kind of pesky little asshole creature that just needs to die yeah there's sometimes you just need to kill that bob yep sometimes you just got to do that you definitely don't play bob in this deck no <laughs> no no bob no. meaning dark confidant you yes. draw you draw an extra card take damage equal to its converted mana cost no don't play that not in this deck Mm-mm-mm. okay let's keep moving on here because we could sit and talk about the value of equipment in a voltron deck all day but we're going to try and cram two decks into this uh into this, this episode yep. so moving down if we had 19 artifacts we've got 
18 creatures. That seems like a kind of an okay amount of creatures. But when we look at the creatures, we're looking at Big Papa Mill, my favorite right here, Consuming Aberration. He is, he is the best mill card. If you're building mill, you got to have Consumer Aberration. If you don't have Consuming Aberration, you're doing it wrong. That is a thing that makes a lot of these cards in the creature section do make the deck look like a very typical mill deck. If we were doing our spicy calculator, you would see points go down yep. for spiciness based on your creatures, but you'd probably gain those spiciness points back in your artifacts because not a lot of mill decks run a champion's helm, a sword of fire and ice, sword of light and shadow, right? Yeah. Not all of them run that. So I guess uh, consuming aberrations, power and toughness equal to the number of cards in all graveyards, yep. right? And I think it's all opponent's graveyards, isn't it? Number in your opponent's graveyards, yep. And whenever you cast a spell, each opponent reveals cards from the top of his or her library until he reveals a land card. So what do we call that? That's called grinding, right? Yeah, pause this. Have we said what mill is in case somebody doesn't know what mill Ooh. is? Mill is when you take a number of cards from the top of your library and put them into your graveyard or remove them from the game. Yeah. Just get that out of the way. Is there a different name for removing them from the game? I don't or think so. Or exiling them from the top of your library? Not There's got to be mind. a name for that. Not in my mind. Listeners, if you know, let us know. Yep. If we're saying the wrong thing, you got to totally call us out on it like a bunch of control magic playing jerks. Yep. We know you're out there. Elitist trash. F you. <laughs> we're going to call it Mill. Yeah. And grind is milling, but just until you hit a land. Usually yes. milling is associated with some number you can put your finger on, like mill 10 yep. or mill 20. Grinding is mill till you hit a land. Yeah, or, mill, mill or two, two land. Or, or grind two, two is grind until you hit two land. Yes. Yeah. What else we got here? We've got Circu, Circu, Circu? Circu. Circu, Demir Lobotomist. That's my commander. Yes. And... I actually played him in here for that flavor, to be oh, honest yeah? with you. Yeah, that's why he's in there. I actually played in my deck one of the cards that you suggested to me a couple weeks ago. Nice. What a bromance, hey? <laughs> yeah. You're playing, oh, and get this, Demir Infiltrator, probably because you can transmute him and find something with two casting costs. Yes. I'm not playing the the uh, the transmute cards in mine because I didn't want to add more tutors. Right? And they are sick tutors, aren't we they? We are flipping the world upside down when you are playing tutors and I'm not. Yeah, and I have a lot of tutors in this deck. A lot of tutors? There's a lot of tutors. There's two actual straight-up tutors, and I think I play one transmute guy for every one of my emergency combo pieces oh yeah because i do have some backup two cards super douchebag combo oh. i play mind over matter temple bell and i play mind crank blood chief ascension just i because... noticed the mind crank and you know what admittedly uh i'm playing mind over matter temple bell as well and i didn't even when i'm typing it into tapped out i didn't put mind over matter and then temple bell i didn't do that i put mind over matter in as one of the first cards as part of a different combo right and i was like Oh man, Mind Over Matter is like one of my guilty pleasures. It's it, was, a good card. it was part of the one of the first like good decks I built back in Invasion Day. Yep. When we were me and a buddy were talking about uh, the Academy deck that played Mind Over Matter with Talarian Academy and all the zero drop artifacts and memory jar and blah blah blah. Um so I love Mind Over Matter. Yep. Uh let's keep moving on here. We talked a little bit about the creatures. We've got mill guys, we've got it looks like general black or black blue good stuff. I'm looking at like a Crypt Ghast. I'm looking at Body Double, Grave Titan, um, Narcana Revenant, a couple guys at double mana, and you play a Urborg Tomb of Yogmoth. Yep. So always important to find that if you can. If you're playing more than one color and one of those colors is black and you're not playing Urborg, you're 
doing something wrong. Unless you're building super budget. Because it's yes. like 10 or 12 bucks now. Yeah, it's an expensive card. Yeah. But I like that. Una, Queen of the Fae, another really good mill. Solid mill card. Also makes dudes to protect yourself. Yeah. That's why the Una's Black Guard is also in there. Una's Black Guard makes the rogue tokens that Una makes come in with a plus one, plus one counter. And whenever a, cre- a rogue you control with a plus one, plus one counter on it hits another player, that player discards a card. Ooh, I like so. when other people discard cards. And Una, of course, you tap Demir. <laughs> hybrid, and X, and you choose a color, target opponent exiles the top X cards of his or her library. For each card of the chosen color, exiled this way, put a 1-1 blue and black fairy rogue creature token onto the battlefield. You always hit the Omnath player first. With flying. Every, yeah, you always hit, every the, time. You always hit the mono color. <laughs> yep. Right. So yeah, it looks like uh, blue and black, good stuff. You're playing uh, just, I think, for good measure, just to make sure you drive it home, a Ulamog, the Ceaseless Hunger. Damn right. Your deck is not budget, is it? Nope. No. Let's continue on to the instant section yeah, for we'll, a little bit of control, and we'll find out how not budget it is. Yes. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> I'm looking at Force of Will. Damn skippy. Mm-hmm. Free counterspell, but it costs like a trillion dollars. Yep. Not enough money? How about... Mana drain. Because <laughs> sometimes you need seven mana to play your general. Yeah, that's Sometimes right. you just got to pay seven. So mana drain is counter target spell, and then during your next main phase, you get X mana into your mana pool for free, where X was that spell that you countered with mana drain's converted mana cost. You Boom. get it in colorless. Yep. So Zadok sometimes costs lots of mana. Yes, because they usually he usually gets killed right away just because he is big, and even though he's just a big, dumb idiot, people are afraid of him because he's huge. Yeah, and I'm also looking at Muddle the Mixture, Vampiric Tutor, Shred Memory, all tutors or transmute cards for cards that you search for with a specific mana cost. So there's three more tutors there. This deck isn't going to be very spicy if we were doing the spicy calculator. I'm just throwing that out there. <laughs> um, Zadok only had like 87 lists or something, I think. Really? Two, yeah, he's super no unpopular. He's one of the least he's popular. He's super Dimmier. unpopular. <laughs> he's one of the like, lowest ranked Dimir commanders. I was really surprised. Yeah, only 47 lists. There are more lists for Ghost Ship. Ghost Ship! Yeah, there's 82 lists. Man. What's Ghost Ship do? Ghost Ship has so sweet of art. Uh, Ghost Ship is a 0-3 for black, black, sorry, black, blue, three. If at any time you control no islands, bury skeleton. Oh, no, skeleton ship, not ghost ship. Skeleton ship. Skeleton ship. And you can tap it to put a minus one, minus one counter on target creature. More lists than static. Yeah, I feel like there's combos you can do to keep the board wiped clean all the time with ghost ship. Yeah, definitely. What do we call it? Skeleton ship. Skeleton ship. Skeleton ship. God, skeleton ship. Skeleton ship. Skeleton ship. <laughs> Get it right. <laughs> and for sorceries, we're looking at a couple more tutors, a couple more grind cards. I think that grind cards are actually better than mill. I think they're better. They're more um, fun. I you, think they're more fun to play. I think Mind Funeral is more fun to play than Glimpse the Unthinkable. Glimpse the Unthinkable is blue-black, mill 10. Yeah. Mind Funeral is blue-black 1, grind to 4 land. So in theory, you could get a huge number of cards. I've definitely Mind Funeraled people for 20-plus. That yep. has happened. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. Oh, Mind Grind's the next card. It's yep. Mind Funeral, and you grind them for X lands. Yep. So X is 10, you just mill until you hit 10 lands. And it's all opponents, too. Mind Grind is an MVP in a, in a mill deck if oh, you can do big yeah. math. Because if you can go for 20, you're probably going to get Maybe half Maybe I deck. should put Mind Grind in my deck because I have an infinite mana combo and I can just hit infinite 
mill yeah. everybody all at once. Absolutely. I guess I can kind of do that with Blue Sun Zenith anyways. I guess. That's less fun though. Uh, yeah, it seems seems yeah. more douchey because it's a Blue Sun Zenith and it shuffles itself back and yeah. you just get it again. Milling isn't drawing. Yeah. yeah. Milling is killing. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. That's a good one. That's a shirt. I just made that up. And then uh, enchantments. I see the main guy right here I'm looking at. Leyline of the Void. That's very important to mill. Yep. If a card would be put into an opponent's graveyard from anywhere, exile it instead. If it's in your opening hand, you start with it in play. Yep. Very important. Yep. Uh, the weakness to all mill decks, especially in EDH, and why you need, 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 need to play Leyline of the Void are the Eldrazi Titans. You yep. shuffle your library. Because lots of people play those, yep. I guess, eh? Yep. There's nothing worse than trying to race somebody to effing 90 and then having to race <laughs> them to effing 90 twice. There's nothing worse than that. You have that. to race them to 90, and then they shuffle their thing back in. Then you have to instant speed race them to 90 before it shuffles back in. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you have to so instant terrible. race them to 90, then make them draw a card. Oh, yeah. So that they actually lose. Yep. Duh. I could do that in my deck. Just saying. I can't in this one. Unless I have the Temple Bell. You know what? I forgot to put Leyline of the Void in mine, and I should probably put, what is it, Helm of Obedience? You tap it and pay for somebody reveals cards until they hit a land or a creature. They get that card and put everything else into their graveyard, but nothing else goes into their graveyard, so they just mill their whole deck. Oh, yeah, another two-card combo, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Turns out there's douchebag mill, too. <laughs> yeah, there is. There is. Shut up, Blood Sheaf Ascension Mind Crank. <laughs> Shut up, Mind Over Matter Temple Bell. <laughs> Shut so, up, Zadok Lord of Secrets Grappling Hook. <laughs> <laughs> not the same thing <laughs> no no so that's brando's deck and i think it's a pretty cool mill deck because you don't see zadok very often because mostly he's terrible he's very bad and i'm looking at the really even like 51 to 49 let's call it 50 50 mm -hmm. half blue half black very easy to build a mana base with half blue half black yep yep excellent super easy um, and you could even build a budget land base like like 20, no, what is it? Uh, how many lands? You could go basically, you could go all basics and your utility lands, all of which are cheap. Yeah, and you, you could you, do like, okay. you could do like 18 and 18. Yeah. <laughs> Swamps and islands. And the odds are you'll be able to play everything in the deck. Yeah. So if you ever are hurting, and again, Brando goddamn puts foils in his list, so I can't tell you what the actual price is, but the price with foils and an underground sea, which I know that you don't own, <laughs> is thirteen sixty three. That's also with a mana drain and a mana drain. That's right. Yeah, and a force of will. Yeah, but uh, you could probably you could axe those. Super you could probably easily. ask axe them for counterspell and stuff. I know I did in my in yeah. my build, and of course I'd rather play mana drain and force, but I don't think you need them. No, you don't. You could play. Um, you know what would suck though is. Casting Zadok just to have him killed immediately, right? Counter it. Yeah. Counter it, let me hit you at least one time with Zadok because he costs seven. Yeah. Yeah. Just to make yourself feel good. And then mind grind that person to death. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. That's how you play Mill. You have, I think you have yeah. to pick somebody, right? Oh, yeah. You got to focus in on somebody and you got to just go after him. And it's, we talked about this with my Cranko deck in the aggro arena why i put in the altar of the brood whenever a permanent comes into play everybody everybody mills one yeah mill puts people on tilt like nothing else oh yeah we did talk about that and i said yeah. i didn't get it yeah you just 
picking on somebody with mail will infu- will infuriate and enrage them, especially if they're not playing an Eldrazi Titan to get all their stuff back. They yep. will hate you forever. They will target you for the rest of the night, maybe the next time you play them as well. So I will reiterate now what I said then is it's all random. Yep. The card that got milled could have been the card that was two cards from the bottom. It doesn't yep. matter. You weren't going to see it anyway. Yeah. And if you need that specific card to win, either build redundancy into your deck, build recursion into your deck, play some kind of graveyard shuffling effect. Uh, We talk about fairly frequently decks having multiple ways to win. um, So don't just build one way because if it gets milled or killed, um, I guess you're... You're up shit creek with a popsicle stick. I was actually just going to say that. (laughs) Great minds. Yep. Should we do a card of the week for each deck? I think so. What's your card of the week for Zadok? Card of the week for Zadok, Sword of Light and Shadow. Sword of Light and Shadow. Why that? Now, keep in mind, this is the Zadok Voltron deck that plays kind of like a combo deck, kind of like a Voltron deck, but ultimately, it's a mill deck. Correct. Zadok, Sword of Light and Shadow, it gives you some life back to keep you alive, and it gets your cards back from your graveyard because one of the things with mill is you're going to run out of mill cards. You play Mind Funeral, now you're out of Mind Funeral. If yep. you have a sort of Light and Shadow, you can get that Mind Funeral back and play it again. And so that's super uh, important. Let's give it a good good read here. So it's sort of Light and Shadow is an equipment for three, equips for two, equipped creature gets plus two, plus two, and protection from white and from black. Whenever equipped creature deals combat damage to a player, uh, wait, do these work? Because he doesn't deal damage. Still does combat damage, doesn't it? Oh my god, does this not work? Uh-oh. Oh no. Uh-oh. It still works. You can equip it on somebody else if it doesn't work with Zadok. That. Yeah. Equip it to somebody else. Now, Zadok still gets the pump and the protection. Yeah. Which From I all think... all the best targeted removal. Yes. That's okay that it doesn't work. Okay, yeah. so let's keep giving it a read here. Um, when a creature kills combat damage to a player, you gain three life, and you may return up to one target creature card from your graveyard to your hand. I would pick Consuming Aberration. Yep. Uh, do you play Sewer Nemesis? Totally Su- forgot to play him. Sewer Nemesis. Yeah, we we, we built these decks kind of on the haste, as it were. Yes. Might be a good one. Yep. I just built it out of crap that I'd laying around, so... Oh, one of those. Yeah. <laughs> one of those with a mana drain. Yeah. <laughs> 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 F me. Yep. Okay, so I like that. I like... All of the swords in any deck that runs creatures. Yep. All of the swords in Voltron decks. They're always good. So this uh, is probably less of a, a, a streamlined Voltron than our Uriel deck, but still Voltron-y, still yeah. melee. It's still lots of fun to play. Yep. I'm gonna I'm gonna bust it out next next Tuesday when our magic group convenes, and I'm gonna mill some fools. F you, Evan. My attention is squarely on you. Because uh, he goes on tilt like nobody else. And he plays mono green. Yep. What did you say to name mono green with? Una. Una. That's right. Okay. Let's take a look at mine. Shall we? Let us shall. We are Circu Demir Lobotomus. We're changing gears. Let's give him a read. Still Demir. Yep, right? Of course. Still, still black blue, of course. You are a little bit limited, but he is a legendary creature, human wizard, two, three, four, black, blue, two. Whenever you play a blue spell, remove the top card of target library from the game. Whenever you play a black spell, remove the top card of target library from the game. 
Your opponents can't play non-land cards with the same name as a card removed from the game with Circo Demir Lobotomist. That last one, less important unless you hit somebody's like soul ring or top or mm-hmm. boots or something, right? You could get something like a vol, vol- not volcanic rift. Cyclonic rift. Cyclonic rift. Yeah, there are things that are common enough now that you could just incidentally hit them. Yeah. But um, Incidental value, we call that. Ah, very good. Build it into your deck. Yep. Can you? Is that a thing? No, it's incidental. You it's don't, incidental. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's just incidental. You, yeah. just, you get it. So what you do with them, or what I did with them, is you get them into play, and then you do some kind of infinite creature loop. Right. And you can accomplish something like that with a little ditty called Cloudstone Curio. You might be familiar with it from the Animar episode a couple weeks ago. Right, right. Cloudstone Curio is three-drop artifact. Whenever a non-artifact permanent enters a battlefield under your control, bounce a different permanent that shares the same type. So you play a creature, bounce a different creature. Right. right? So that's one piece. The other piece is the aforementioned intruder alarm. Ooh, baby. So when I play a creature, it untaps all my other creatures, and I get to bounce one. The key is having a little mana dork that you can tap again for mana. So every time you play a creature, you get to bounce one, and you get to untap your mana dork so you can play that same creature again. Right. Or the other one that you bounced. You bounce back and forth. Two guys back and forth getting untapping a mana dork every time. Right. Or... Also familiar from the Animar episode is something like Shrieking Drake. I love Shrieking Drake. It's a good card. Uh, it's it's from Visions. Weird. I think that's what I like about it. It's a good card. It's from Visions. You don't hear that to get those words together very often. No. No. No, but also from Visions. I'll go back to Shrieking Drake in a second. Okay. But I'm playing one that I had never seen before, which is so uncommon because I... I just remember cards. That's my thing. I like that. Mundungu. What? What, what the <laughs> hell does that even <laughs> mean? <laughs> Mundungu is a 1-1 one, one wizard for, probably a human wizard, but I'm looking at the old version of the card, for black, blue, one. Tap, counter target spell, unless that spell's caster pays an additional one and one life. What? Yeah. How... How have we never heard of this card before? Why don't we have a bunch of them? I don't know. And they're 25 cents. That's like $8 Canadian. That's super affordable. I know. We could probably do a buyout at 8 bucks For sure. (laughs) Get on that. (laughs) So excellent. And I actually only just realized that because I play Leyline of Anticipation and Videlkin Ori, which lets you cast your things at instant speed, if I did a Shrieking Drake loop with intruder alarm and silver mirror silver mirror taps for a blue right play your shrieking drake bounce it by its own ability untap your silver mirror over and over and over and over again i could do that all in response to somebody casting something and also untapping mundungu and countering it lest they pay a million life and a million mana that's awesome. Know, so good. Oh, that is so good. Oh, Mendungu. Yeah. There, card of the week. There he is already. And it's not even Intruder Alarm. Wow. Yep. Mendungu. Although Intruder Alarm does make him go. And super sick Therese Nielsen art. Always got to do the shout out there. It's like two dudes. One's got like hazy smoke over his head. One guy's wearing a feather in his hat. Wow. 
There's like some stuff coming out of there, and there's some glowy stuff. That's a good one. I like that. Yep, I like that one. That is why you listen to CCO Podcast, to find those little spicy nuggets. Yes. Yep. Oh, nuggets. If you knew about Mundungo, F you. Yes. You didn't. You're lying. So there's a whole bunch of other, I guess, little mana dorks. Like there's a mannequin and a millikin. They're both artifacts, so they don't um, trigger Cloudstone Curio. Basically, they just tap for mana. There are Silver Mirror and Leaden Mirror. They're the two tap for the color, the respective color mirrors. Right. Um, Black and blue. Yep. And then I play also Plague Mirror because I love Plague Mirror. I play it in lots of lists now. Sometimes you can just get in there. Yeah, sometimes you just got to deal 10. Yep. Or pump them somehow. Like if you're playing Plane Chase. Right. And something gets like plus five, plus five or whatever, two hits and you're toast. I'm playing a Hell's Caretaker. And I like this guy. And I, he's like seven bucks now. I like this because he is a 1 1 horror. Horrors are always excellent for three, or black and three, I should say. Tap him, sack a creature, return target creature from your graveyard to play. Play this only during your upkeep. That's really good. Yep. So you could do, you could tap him, sack a different creature, get somebody else back, and intruder alarm will untap him. So you could infinitely just loop. Creatures in and out, in and out, in and out, in and out. That's really good, too. Yep. And I don't remember why I have that. Mm. Well, if you have infinite mana and you can give infinite stuff, you could play infinite guys. Baleful Strix. Mill. That's why I have it. Because Baleful Strix, when it enters the battlefield, it lets you draw a card. And That's you draw good. your whole deck. Nice. And and if you have Circu, you just win the game. Um, Circu, you have to cast. Oh. That's why Circu triggers when you cast your right. Shrieking Drake over and over All and you right. mill somebody. That's how the combo actually works. So that's how you win. Okay. Right? Um, if you draw your whole deck, I have a little guy called Lab Maniac. And that is why this deck officially just turned into the debaggiest deck ever because yep. it's so unoriginal. Like Laboratory Maniac, for maybe the first, maybe six months it was out when nobody was kind of d- using them. Right. Now every blue deck runs, runs them. Just in case. And he's a wizard. That's why they run them, because they're like, oh, I play control, and I'm a I'm smarter than you, and I'll beat you with counters until I can draw my whole deck because I'm smarter than you. F you, everybody who's ever said that out loud. You know who you are. Yeah. And if you play with somebody like that, let them know. Just play a Vexing Shusher and show them the error of their ways. <laughs> yeah. If you don't know Vexing Shusher, look them up, and then just show one to the control player, and they'll cry yep. a little bit. So Lab Maniac lets you win with... Um, Baleful Strix infinite times. And um, if you could cast Baleful Strix infinite times, you actually get a double um, Circu trigger off of Baleful Strix. Yeah. And you also get a double Circu trigger off of Cavern Harpy, which you play in your deck as well. Yep. And you can just run it out there for value because Cavern Harpy actually bounces itself. It's return a blue or black creature you control to its owner's hand when you cast it. Yep. Or you could pay one life and return itself. So it's reusable. Yeah. So if you ever just need to draw an extra card from your Baleful Strix, you could pay one life, cast your Cavern Harpy, bouncing your Baleful Strix, (laughs) and then draw your card to win the game with Laboratory Maniac in play. There you go. Ooh. It's very good. Yep. Alter the Brood does kind of the same thing as Circu, so you got to keep it. Yep. And it'll hit everybody all at once. Yep. It's in my deck as well. Yep. By the time you Circu infinite combo somebody, you... If it's infinite, you can just infinite the whole table. Yes. Yep. And then after that, like, I'm playing 20 creatures in this deck just to kind of help with all of those combo shenanigans. Like, you got Deadeye Navigators for bouncing and Phyrexian Metamorph to copy stuff, right? But 
Um, like you, playing a pretty stout control suite. But budget, though, I kept this deck under 180 bucks. Well done. Ah. That is not easy and to do. That includes some utility lands, I guess, right? Like your your classic Temple of Deceit for scrying. Right. In your underground river for right. blue or black. Not sea, but river. Yeah. <laughs> Everything that hits two things. Double value, like ashes to ashes, barren spite. Play hex? I don't play hex. I don't play hex. It costs six. But it kills six things. It has to kill six things. That's I guess. the thing, that's right? The, that's so hex key. is... Black, black, four, sorcery, destroy six target creatures. Does that go into decks instead of Wrath of God? Sorry, instead of Damnation? No. You don't think? No. Because Damnation costs two less and could hypothetically kill four times as many things. I suppose. I mean, some of those things are yours, but sometimes you just need to kill everything. Yep. Yep. I feel like I make the argument for budget lots, and I I could make it again for Damnation versus Hex. Totally could. I actively don't play Damnation in one of my decks. It's mono black. I play Hex and Toxic Deluge. Is that right? Yeah, it can be. I mean, if you really want to protect your own stuff or if your stuff can survive your sweepers, that's way better than sweeping the board. In a in a four, five, six player game, though, I mean, it costs two less and gets way more. I mean, if you, but if you, when given the option of playing Damnation or, uh, it has Corona on it. It kills all of their stuff and leaves yours alone. Decree of Pain. Decree That's of pain. one of them, yeah. Yeah. Like when left with an option, like you always play the one that leaves your stuff alive, right? So in that way, Hex and Toxic Deluge, even though they might cost more, value for you because suppose, you get to keep your I stuff. I guess that raises the question then, do you play In Garrick's Wake or uh, Decree of Pain instead of Hex? If you're spending more mana than Toxic Deluge or Damnation, if you're if you're spending if you if you can only spend three or four, of course, then you have to play Deluge or Damnation. Right. If you're spending six on Hex to save your own stuff at the cost of more mana, why don't you just play uh, Decree of Pain or In Garrick's Wake and spend like eight or nine yeah. instead of six? Is that correct? And Decree of Pain has that cycling ability that is basically Toxic Deluge. Yeah, could be, especially so, if you're playing against tokens or whatever, right? Yep. Toxic or uh Decree of Pain, great card. Ooh, chime in. If you have input on the mono black sweeper dot debate. Yeah. Chime in because that is some solid magic theory right there. What do yeah. you play? Or do you just jam them all? <laughs> just play them all. Yeah. <laughs> just play them all. Hell with it. Yeah. Hell with everything. Yes. Because that's what <laughs> not that's just your be. six things. Everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I play a couple of those. I like just because it's from Invasion, Baron Spite, Sorcery. Choose two target creatures controlled by one player. Return one to its owner's hand and sacrifice one of them. Yep. Well, the, the player chooses and sacks one and you return the other to their hand. Oh, that's... Yeah, for that's, four mana. That's a good card. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to pick things that hit two cards. I like Ashes to Ashes, Baron Spite. I'm just looking at this. You do, pay, you do play Decree of Pain. I do play Decree of yeah, Pain. Yeah, we're just talking about, like, yeah. do you play Decree? Yes, you play Decree of Pain. You are playing Decree oh, of Pain Oh, you know, over we got Hex. that wrong. Uh, Decree of Pain does destroy all creatures. Which one are we, which one am I thinking of? Plaguewind was the other one that we were, that we were thinking of. It, uh, black, black, seven, destroy all your opponent's creatures. That's right. it. Cause it's yeah. like in Garrick's Wake, but in Garrick's Wake also gets Planeswalkers. Right. Yep. That's my bad. So do you, do you play those instead of playing Hex to save your creatures? Mm-hmm. I'm in. Yeah, I would still play Decree of Pain. I like Decree of Pain. I like Decree of Pain a lot. Yeah. And uh, the other one from Portal 3 Kingdoms. 
Play that one too. <laughs> <laughs> Reckless Spite, that was another one. Destroy two target non-black creatures. Lose five life, but you're killing two things, right? My favorite new one is Curtain's Call. This was from Commander 16. It has Undaunted. This spell costs one less to cast for each opponent, and it's black five. Yeah. So realistically, it could cost just black or black one to destroy two target creatures. Not That's... not black, like just two creatures. Pick them. They're dead. That's very good. Yep, and it's an instant. It's very, very good. So I like that. I like all, everything along the lines of bounce two things or get two things or get six things. Yes. And a lot of the time in a slower controly deck or a deck that's got a lot of dorks or mana rocks, you can get to that inflated cost a little bit or quick yeah. enough. Yeah, I mean, that's the point of ramp, right? Yeah, I don't know. I think I like those more than kill everything spells. Maybe I'm, maybe that's just me being an immature magic player because I don't want my own stuff to die. Maybe that's my uh, my weakness. I don't care if I get milled, but I don't <laughs> want my own stuff to die. Well, I mean, <laughs> Is that in, a thing? In a deck like this, you kind of need your dudes for your combo to work. You don't have a ton of recursion. So, I mean, you want to make sure that your stuff survives so that you can play it and win. That's a thing. Because unlike mine, like where I just could run out Sadik and probably get a, you know, sneak a win out with him, you kind of need two or three or even four of your creatures on the board yep. to make your combo go. Yep. So, yep. that's a thing. Um, I guess just to round it out, I mentioned the instant speed things. We talked about Mind Over Matter Temple Bell. Um, we talked about Laboratory Maniac. I want to talk about a card called Thought Lash. Ooh. Thought Lash. Has a sweet, sweet picture on it. Yeah, and originally from Alliance, and then um, Master's Edition 2 on Magic Online. It's got Cumulative Upkeep. It's an enchantment. Blue, blue, two. Cumulative Upkeep. Exile the top card of your library. Seems Mm. terrible to mill yourself. Yeah. Lab Maniac, remember? Sure. When Thought Lash Cumulative Upkeep isn't paid, exile all cards from your library. (laughs) <laughs> also excellent with Lab Maniac. The best part is exile the top card of your library to prevent the next one damage that would be dealt to you. Oh, man. Yeah, so it's like you got 90 damage worth of fog just sitting there. That's impressive. I like that card, hey? It's a good one, yeah. Yep, yep. good with Earthquake, good with uh, like uh, when you do an Earthquake or... Um, Hurricane? Hurricane to win the game? Yep. Well, if you're playing blue, play Thought Lash because it doesn't cost you anything extra on top of your Earthquake mana to just exile top cards of your library. Yeah, so long as that Earthquake doesn't kill your Lab Maniac. Oh, oh, yeah, that. Yeah, that's important. But Well, you wouldn't play Earthquake and Lab Maniac in the same deck, theoretically. And well, of playing... course not, but I'm playing Earthquake and you're playing Lab Maniac. And... <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what the other thing, too, is you can Thought Lash your whole library away. And if you're playing white, you could play Pull from Eternity to get your Lab Maniac from Exile into your graveyard to reanimate it. That's pretty good. Yeah. yeah. That's dirty, greasy, though. Yes. That's why Lab Maniac is not original or appreciated by anybody. Yeah. He's a he's a bastard in EDH. He's, yeah. a, he's a real bad guy. Yep. So I guess check out our two decks because they both do the same thing. They both want to mill you to death. Yep. They both do the same thing. And as much as we kind of hate on mill a lot... um. It is lots of fun, and it's fun to have that kind of, I don't want to say power over people, but just seeing how mad people get when you mill them is so satisfying to me. I don't know why. And that's not the specific intent of the deck. Like, you no. don't play it to be a piss-off deck, F-U-J-J. No. Yeah. Right? You play it still to win, and it can win quickly. It can win by 
uh, Voltroning you out quickly. It can win by smashing you in the face with a consuming aberration because consuming aberration could be like a 40 40. Oh, yeah. One pump chump, and you give him protection with one of your swords. Yep. Good night. Yep. Right? Thanks for coming out, bud. And same with Sirku. He's got a whole bunch of different little ways to very intricately kill you with a bunch of counter or removal backup to keep himself alive. And he only costs four. So if he does end up eating shit a couple times, bring it back. The deck's got a whole bunch of mana dorks that can support playing him again, right? So it's a pretty resilient deck. Check him out. Take a look at him. Let us know what you think. Uh, If you have a better mill list or better mill strategy, let us know. Oh, one rule. One rule. You texted me the other day. Enchantment for blue, blue, two has blue return enchanted creature and this card to its owner's hand. Yes. Disappear. Disappear. Your mill deck has to include disappear. Yes. Yes, because it does. it's like a poor man's cap size. It's very good. A poor man's slower cap size. Yes, it's slower, but it costs one less, and it's kind of a neat card, and it gives you that rattlesnake advantage. Yeah, I like I like that card because it's like cap size number two. Yeah, don't hit me with your big general because I'm just going to put it back in your hand. Yep. Hit him. Voltron this. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Crotch chop. I like that lot. <laughs> yeah, I'm Voltroning your guy for you. <gasps> in Soviet Russia. <laughs> <laughs> I vulture on you. Yeah. Anyways, terrible joke of the day. Check. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's it for us on our Arc of the Archetype. This has been the special extra super duper secret mill deck that we uh, were not going to do, but then I suckered Ryan into doing it. Yeah. I'm so sneaky. I'm like a villain. No, it's all good. Yeah, but that's it for us. We're going to start uh, a new archetype soon. If you have any suggestions for what you'd like to see. Arc. Arc. New. Archetype. Arc. Just arc. arc? New arc. Yeah. Yeah. New arc with new art. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I like it. In a couple weeks, yeah, we're going to do, weeks. what are we going to do? Who knows? Couple randoms. Couple randoms that have kind of been tickling our brains for a while. Yeah, we've got lots to talk about. There's lots going on in the world of magic, and we're going to talk about all of it starting next week on the next episode of Commander Cookout Podcast. Hit our theme song. Boom.